With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blog Talk Radio. TheStateOfTheU.com presents The Amigo Show on Blog Talk Radio. You can call in 347-857-3419. Or you can reach the host on Twitter at The Amigo Show. And now your host, Larry The Amigo Million. All right, 601 here. What do they call it? The Magic City? I don't know what they call it anymore. I know what, it's freaking overcrowded. My goodness, it's the traffic in this town terrible. The Amigo Show, back on the air here on Blog Talk Radio. Let's give out the phone number to call, 347-857-3419 here on the show. You can always text us at 954-800-5022. Let's give out the handles, at The Amigo Show on Twitter, at The Amigo's Mine, and at State of the U. Of course, my producer at Frank the Tank 305. Email the show, theamigoshow at gmail.com. It's been a while. Looking forward to this. Got to folk, uh, thank the folks over at stateoftheu.com for making this possible. Folks at SB Nation also making this possible. Got a couple of pretty good guests in this hour show today. We'll be coming to you live each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. here on Blog Talk Radio, courtesy of stateoftheu.com, 620. We'll have Cam Underwood, one of our feature writers on stateofthew.com. He's going to talk some Canes football, talk about how much fun he's had doing some of the podcasts that we've been putting up on our website. And you can check us out at stateofthew.com. Then at 640, my buddy, my partner in crime, former Hurricane, great, Alonzo Highsmith on the program, talk about the Canes program. It's been a long time since I've talked to him. In fact, folks, it's been a long time since I've talked to you. A lot has happened since I've talked to you. In fact, the last time I was on the air... The NCAA sanctions hadn't been levied. We knew nothing about what was going on. So, so much has changed over the course of the last nine months, and it's a privilege to come on these airwaves, talk a little canes with you here on State of the U and Blog Talk Radio. Phone number to call, 347-857-3419. Of course, we'll talk a little bit about how spring practice resumes tomorrow, 9 a.m., and stuff getting started over in Coral Gables. And it's a lot of fun to hear how things are, let's say, hyped up now that Ice Harris is back with the program. And, of course, all the tumult in the, uh, in the offseason or right after the season ended, after the, uh, after the tragic bowl game, and whether Al Golden was staying or going, there was a lot of uncertainty. And I think uh, once National Signing Day came and went and some of the other cats that the Canes have picked up to strengthen, uh, hopefully both sides of the football, especially the defensive side of the football, um, it's certainly encouraging to see what direction the program is going in now. All, all the chains are lifted. Everything uh, that would be construed as a negative to the program is uh, is now gone, and we can look forward. We can be positive as to the future of the football program. So we'll talk a little bit with Alonzo Highsmith about that. Last night or yesterday afternoon, 25th ranked Canes baseball losing to UCF 9-2. to uh, They'll get started in about a half hour over – on the left coast of Florida, they play Florida Gulf Coast tonight at 6.30 over at Hammond Stadium in Fort Myers. And then, of course, March Madness was so relevant last time I was on the air. Almost a year later, uh, apparently we're not involved in the dance, we being the University of Miami Hurricanes. Let, let's get something straight. First and foremost, it's great to be back on the airwaves, but I think it's going to be great talking to you guys about Kane's sports, Canes football in particular. And for the first time in a decade of being on the air, I'm going to be able to say whatever the heck I want about the program that I adore. And I, and I don't have to make any excuses about enjoying that program and seeing the growth and seeing the changes and seeing some of the things that are positives about the University of Miami come forward. And, and I think that Al Golden, being the kind of guy that 
is going to lead this team in the right direction. I think, I think uh, there's been some speculation in the past that maybe he is. Uh, well, am I allowed to be critical, Frank, and saying maybe perhaps uh, the verdict out on whether he's a great game day coach or not? I, I happen to think he is. I think he uh, he's a great combination of recruiting as well as uh, as really getting these kids pumped up to play football games. But I think that there's some work to do. I think there's some work to do on the defensive side of the football. I think that's been an issue, and I think everybody knows that. Um, Coach Golden has made it clear that, you know, there will be some adjustments, but it won't be in that coaching staff. So, Hurricane fans, my best advice to you is just just live with it and understand that there's nowhere to go but up with this. And we've been frustrated with that defense. Teams figure that out. And they and they make Swiss cheese out of it. And to be perfectly honest with you guys, it's one of those things that I think you're going to see improvements at every level of this program from here on. I think I think you've got you've got those chains lifted from the sanctions, and I think they were just like a little slap on the wrist, like some say. Whatever, it was three years of purgatory, and just happy to get away from that. And now I think there's nowhere to go but up. So I'm really eager to talk about that with Alonzo Highsmith on the program. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. That's the number to give us a call here on the Amigo Show. You can always text the show nine five four. 800-5022. We'll be with you till 7 o'clock today. We'll do this each and every Wednesday. I know State of the U, the guys at State of the U have been getting together uh, on the weekends and putting podcasts up. They've been doing live broadcasts on Sundays, I believe at 5 p.m. We'll go over that with Cam Underwood when he comes on after the first segment. Um, I want to get your thoughts, guys, because, like I said, it's been a long time, so I... it's not just let's talk about the last three or four days of hurricane sports. I I got a lot that I want to bring up. I got a lot that I want to talk about and I want to get your insight on some of this stuff because obviously we've seen the good and the bad. We, we, we've experienced as fans, what seemed to be a team that was going in a fantastic direction. And then we saw the wheels come off the train and for whatever the reason, you, you definitely have to pinpoint injuries as being one of those uh, factors this season, later in the season. And, And there's some other, other things that, you know, for whatever it's for whatever it's worth, guys, you understand. You never really thought that this team was a top ten team last year. You thought they had the capability. You thought they had the talent, but you you knew there was a depth issue. You knew as long as Stephen Morris wasn't a hundred percent, you understood that there may be issues when he had to face defenses that applied more pressure. Uh, I I just when you look at the entire spectrum of how last season went down, I always hear Canes fans mention that it was a disappointment. I'm gonna a disappointment, guys. Are you really disappointed about last season? Three four seven eight five seven three four one eight. Think about it for a second before you call in and give me jive. Were you really truthfully disappointed? Because I'll get the argument from some people. Well, you know what? We had Savannah State, and at the end of the day, how different were we this year than we were the year before? Yada yada yada. You don't see the improvements. You didn't see what was being built on. Just the mere fact that you don't have to deal any longer with what is the NCAA going to do. Oh, my goodness. Kesera, are we going to survive this? The world is coming to an end, and everybody's spewing their orange and green hate left and right and center and left and right everywhere. Let's, let's, let's call it like we see it. That's gone. That in itself is a victory. So if we're going to talk about how last season was a disappointment, and if you're that Kings fan, I definitely want you to call the show, 347-857-3419. But if you're that Kings fan, please explain to me why the glass is half full. Why is it not okay? Why, why is it the Kings fans, unless it's to another Kings fan, and yeah, I'm going to go there, guys. We're being persecuted. No, but seriously, I'm going to go there. It's... It's an awful shame to see folks spew that hatred towards the program. And that's okay. That's, uh, I can live with that. But my, my whole question to you is, if that's the direction people are going to go in, that's how they're going to view this program in a negative fashion, then why, if you're a fan of the program, are you going to do the same? Why not look at the glass half full? Well, Larry, you're you're a dude that's done radio for a long time. You should be more objective. You shouldn't be sitting here shilling the canes. Hogwash. No, 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 no. I'm sitting at hogwash. I know that's a 1960s word. Hogwash. Blarney. I call it like I see it. The canes? Yes. It's It's been dreadful. In fact, I'd like to call it the curse of the call. And let's just leave it at that. 
Thank you, Terry Porter. Um, it's the curse of the call, but we, we as fans of this program, we have those who cover the program, those of us who support the program, we want to see it be better. But we understand that it can be better. And you know what? When you, when you look at the elements and you look at how this program is recruiting, the things that Al Golden is putting in place, the improvement from when he took over to now, it's so easy to nitpick and to shred and to use that little fine comb and pick through and make sure you're so scrutiny strong and have to do this. Come on. I mean, seriously. Can you not say this program today is in a better place than it was three or four years ago? Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. I think so. So why in the world would why in the world would this require the negativity that I've heard from Kane's fans? The world is coming to an end. When Bethel says, "I'm going to Texas Tech," the world, everyone, you see. And it seemed like every, every recruit, the, the balance of the program hinged on this recruit, whether he said yay or nay. He wore an Auburn hat. Oh, my goodness, what now? And Twitter would explode with negativity in orange and green. Knock it off. We finally have a forum. We finally have a way to talk about this, not feel like we're shills, not feel like we're guys that are homers. You guys are homers. But then you go to every city, you go to every big college town in America, and they have radio shows like this. Guess what they're doing? They're shilling their volunteers. Go Tennessee, go Rocky Top. You'll always be home sweet home to me. That's okay. That's a, yeah, yeah, we got to hear that ad nauseum. That's, 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 oh, my goodness, that's the heritage of college football. But then we, we're, we're the thugs. We're the guys that came in, we got lucky, we didn't play a conference, then we played in an easy conference, and we got to hear all this blarney hogwash, poppycock, anything you want to call it. we got to hear this nonsense and say, yeah, you know what, they're right, because Notre Dame has more tradition. Yes, because Michigan has more tradition. Hogwash, we're making our tradition right here. Three, four, seven. Eight five seven three four one nine. Okay, so this is new to me, Frankie. I want to take some calls before we go to break. Remember, six twenty. We'll have Cam Underwood on the program. He's one of our feature writers here on StateOfTheU.com. There, I got some of that off my chest. So, so basically, I just this is new to me. Just click on the number, and I'm good to go, right? And it's all me. All right. So we'll go to our first call. I don't have a name here. So you're on the Amigo Show. What's up? I don't think I did this right, man. All right, so I didn't do it right. 347-857-3419. Give us a call here on the Amigo Show. We're trying to take a couple of calls here before we go to our first break. Yeah. So I hear. All right, so we'll go to the phone lines. What's up? You're on the Amigo Show. Hey, can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. Who's this? Amigo, this is Jerry Steinberg, City U Manager. I'm going to wait for the real calls in a second, but I just wanted to come on and tell you what a great job you're doing through the first segment, and uh, we're we're thrilled to have you on. Um, in regards to the topic that you're talking about, and for the couple of years I've been doing this blogging, and you know, just being a Miami fan since the time I stepped on campus in 1995, I can tell you that's just the nature of our fan base, man. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. And you know, no matter how much arm twisting you do. You're just going to have that certain portion of the uh, Canes fans that just look for the negative all the time. I don't think there's much we can do about that. But, but uh, here's, here's what I don't understand, Jerry, before I let you go. What I don't get is there's enough of that with the guys that sit in the booth and call the games. I'm not going to call their names out. I'm, I'm not going down that road. But these are the guys that go on there. And, and if your name's not Kirk Herstory, who actually has been kind of gentle to Miami and seems to be somewhat partial to Miami, everybody else seems to have an issue, apparently. And, 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 and that's okay, though, because, you know, this is part of the game. And, well, Miami's just different than what is the, uh, the, the pomp and circumstance that comes with college football, the trumpets blaring, the grass blades cut evenly, 100,000 strong, screaming, chanting, go Michigan. Like, I'm so tired of it. I understand that's what makes college football great. But I, you know what? Go to the games. 
Stop telling me what's wrong about the program and at least make one thing right. Be a part of what is this program. Grow it back to where it was. There's no reason why in a town that was half as big as it is today used to put 60000 in the Orange Bowl to see Cincinnati. And I'm not talking about the Cincinnati teams in the last few years that have won a few games. I'm talking about Cincinnati Bearcats that were the dogs of dogs. All right? And there were 60000 strong there on a Saturday night in the Orange Bowl. That's what drives me nuts. It starts with us. We can't get mad at others if we don't do it ourselves. So, like, the negativity is, like, I've sat in the last nine months, Jerry, kind of just listening to everybody, and it's made me sick to my stomach. There's so much that we could be so happy about in reference to the Hurricanes football program that I don't think we need to latch on to the negative. We just need to take it and move forward, straight ahead, and, and, and look towards the future because there's been so much negative up until now that I think there's nowhere to go but up. All right, amigo, I've got to drop, man. Keep doing your thing. I'm with you 100%, especially on that attendance thing. Keep doing your All thing, right, man, man, and we appreciate having you on. Great show. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's Jerry Steinberg. He runs the thing on State of the U, so um, that's always a, a good first call for the show in the 347-857-3419. i got a headache already, Frankie. Oh, man, I got all worked up. <laughs> Angry Hurricane fan. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys get what I'm saying like I don't know some of you maybe that are my age or closer to my age you guys remember what it was Saturdays in the Orange Bowl in the 80s some of you that are younger because I, I get that I'm getting up there in years and um, I understand that so some of you are younger some of you that are old enough to be my kids probably have a different perspective. Like your old school Kane perspective is Sean Taylor, may he rest in peace. That's, that's your old school Kane perspective of Santana Moss. Oh, the data already. I, I just, my point of perspective as far as old school Kane is different. I'm going to show you what old school Kane is when Alonzo comes on the show a little later in this hour. But think about what that was. And for you young guys who didn't get to experience it, you knew that there was a swag, and you knew that there was an arrogance. There was a chip on your shoulder about being a cane, and that's kind of what made it attractive to you. You lose that chip and that swag when you rock, walk around whining like a little like a little baby because we didn't get this week cooler, that week cooler. Give me a give me a break, guys. Let's and then like. I love how the rest of Twitter will tell you you're such a homer when you're like when you're raw raw about the team. You're homer. okay. I want to be homer. You're listening to Homer Ray. This I am Homer. Homer the amigo. That's right. That's me. I'm I'm Hurricane Homer right here on Blog Talk Radio. That's me. Yeah, because it happens everywhere else, and nobody nobody gives a rat's behind about it. It's perfectly fine. It's what college football is about. Well, if that's what college football is about, then the Amigo Show. That's what Miami Hurricanes football is about. We come back from break in a little bit, and I'll talk to you on break a little bit about a couple of our, our future sponsors of the show. When we come back from break, we're going to go ahead and invite Cam Underwood to come on the show, talk a little bit about what we've been doing at State of the U and, uh, and what we look towards the future, not just for the program, but for our publication. So uh, this, is, this is where my, my new – by the way, Frank the Tank, my producer. I couldn't do this without him here today, so I appreciate your attendance here. I'm going to let you take it away as you know how I like to go to break. And when we come back from break, uh, we'll have Cam Underwood on the show here on the Amigo Show, 347-857-3419. We'll come back after this break. You're listening to the Amigo Show with Larry, the Amigo Million, on Blog Talk Radio. And that's what you want to do. That's what you're listening to the right show here on the Amigo Show on Blog Talk Radio. 347-857-3419. Give us a holler here on the show. We're with you till 7 o'clock. You can always text us 954-800-5022. In a little bit, I'll start reading some of the texts. I'm sure they should be, uh, oh, doozies. All right, so, see, the technical thing, this first show, this is like, you know, this is kid gloves here, guys. 
So you got to work with me. It'll be better next week, but I think so far so good. We're sounding all right. Um, I want to go ahead and, and invite on the show. Um, this is a guy. I, I like I said, I've been the last few months kind of listening to everybody, and. In our own publication, we have our little internal emails. And if I'm not supposed to say this, Jerry will spank me after the show. We have our little internal emails, and people will go back and forth. And and I love everybody. I, I love everybody from State of the U. They've, they've all treated me great. Uh, a couple of moments, including I'll share with you guys, when I shed a tear after the Florida game in the press box. What a wuss. Unbelievable. I started to cry, literally. I'll, I'll tell you that story another day. But this is a guy, part of the stateoftheu.com, that he brings it strong. I, I think he's the clearest. I think this is a guy that uh, we go to, and I say we all of us, we go to, to at least get a, a different perspective, a different vision, a different view. So coming on the show with us from State of the U, one of our featured writers, Cam Underwood, on the program. That's when I click this, right? That's how I do that. You got me? All right. Cam, can you hear me? You all right? Yeah, Larry, thanks for having me on, bro. Appreciate it. What, what's going on, buddy? Cam Underwood here on the Amigo Show. First things first, appreciate you being our first guest. And like I said, technically, we'll get this right sooner or later. This is my first time on Blog Talk Radio, so a lot of fun for me. Talk to me. What's it been like being a part of State of the U, um, kind of giving the input that you do, and you, you, you've played a role within us, and within our uh, our group. Uh, I don't want to just call it a leadership role, but I want to call it a role where you, you've been very informative and you have a different view on things when it comes to the games, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show right away. Your thoughts on what's been going on with State of the U and what, we, uh, what you see as far as a vision in the months to come leading into the next football season and some of the things we're planning on doing? Well, I mean, first of all, it's just been great to, to write about the team. Um, you know, and I'm a, I'm a fan and an alum just like you are, uh, and I, I just really enjoy it. So, you know, just instead of talking about it or, you know, with a couple of my friends on, you know, like text message groups or email things, I, you know, looked and I started uh, with Kane's Insight. Uh, I still contribute a little bit over there. Like, that's why I had Peter Ayers on, uh, good friends with him. Uh, and then just, you know, wanted to join in with the state of you also, and I was, you know, just lucky enough to do that. Uh, and it's been great, honestly, uh, if you look at our analytics, kind of getting a little inside baseball is we've had super growth every single month uh, for the last 15 or 16 months uh, uh, with our page views, with our content. We've expanded with now baseball and tennis and, you know, even more coverage of basketball and football and recruiting and, you know, just all the things that Canes fans want to consume. So we're just going to really try to do that and maybe add in a couple uh, more features as time goes on, but, you know, just really kind of just doing what we do because, uh, even, you know, with you joining in recently and me just uh, 13 months ago and things like that, everybody who joins in adds something, and our numbers continue to do well, and people are talking about us positively. So, you know, I just want to keep that going strong. Cam Underwood from com joins us here on the Amigo Show. It's been funny because I've worked in traditional media. Most of this 25 years has been part-time. Stringer articles, I've been a backup to do different UM notebooks and at different times, and, and always always a pleasure to work with the Herald and that. And then over the last 10 years, it was Sports Talk Radio, and it was on the it was terrestrial air, and did morning shows with Armando Salguero, did afternoon drive shows with Andy Slater, uh, just the kind of stuff that, you know, makes you see it from a media perspective. I What I look at when I when I joined you guys was – was, okay, these, these are guys that are fans, and they're passionate about what they're covering. And I think the biggest surprise to me, and I say it honestly, and I've told Jerry this, is how incredibly objective as a group we are at State of the U. And I think that's one of the reasons we've been an award-winning publication. Now, that being said, and all that aside, let's get to the stuff that's important, which is the football program. I want to get your thoughts on how recruiting went. You did a great show that's on our, you know, you posted as a podcast, um, in reference to recruiting, I wanted to get your thoughts on how we did as far as recruiting goes, how that leads into the upcoming season, especially in one of the most touchy areas that is, uh, how may I say this, the lack of defense that we have within our program and how that might change next year based on some of the kids we picked up. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, this is the first Miami caliber class that we've had since Al Golden's been here. Uh, if you look at the guys that we brought in, uh, in previous years, there were a couple of guys per year, but top to bottom, this is the first class when you look at it, you're like, damn, yeah, that's Miami Hurricanes football, or that can be the foundation of Miami Hurricanes football. Brought in a bunch of guys up front, especially 
pass rushers, uh, Chad Thomas, Demetrius Jackson, Cortell Jenkins, the defensive tackles, all those guys in the, the front seven, they're really going to play a role. Uh, and then you bring in the headhunter, who is my personal recruiting man crush this year, T. Hester out of New Jersey. Watch his highlight tape, and you can't help but be excited. Um, and even with those guys who enrolled early, you can hear after one week of practice how the coaches are saying, wow, this talent right now is the best talent since we've been here, and we're missing, what, in the 17 out of our 26 signees? They're not even on campus. And two of the guys who are on campus play offense, Braxton Berrios and Joe Yearby, and they're not even participating. Okay? Uh, and you mix that in with the guys that we have coming back and get a Denzel Perriman back, John uh, Bush hopefully at full strength. That's where this class can start to turn the corner. And I know, I'm just going to say it, I know everybody hates Mark D'Onofrio. They want him to be fired. I mean, you hear it, you read it just like I do. When he has had defenses that have talent, he coordinates top 50 defenses. And now we're starting to restock the covers. You can't want a five-star meal with ramen noodles, the only thing that you have in the kitchen. You give the guy ingredients, let it go. And it's funny that you use that. I think you used that in one of those emails I was alluding to. And that's very funny. I, I just, I've always had an issue, and I've been having arguments with many people over the last six months in reference to this, that I, I just oppose how soft the zone this defense you know plays it's just it's gelatinous there's no real there's no real initiative to try to get the interception to force the turnover it's everything is assignment football people playing on the uh, on their heels not on the balls of their feet and that was one of my biggest problems now i'm hearing about that they may adjust that and it may it may not be as soft a zone as it once upon a time was uh, your thoughts on that and you know i i'm willing to give them off for another chance especially if Al Golden has the faith in him to do the job, I think that that's one of those things that we have to learn as fans of the program, not to just accept everything the head coach says and go with it, but certainly they are in a position to know far better than we do. Well, I agree with that, and, you know, he's not going to sell his friend down the river, and I appreciate that, that loyalty that he's going to have to his friend. And, you know, as a person who considers himself a good friend, I would think that I would do something similar if I had a friend. Uh, in a similar situation if I were head coach and his defensive coordinator. Going back to your uh, your question about the zone, I'll ask you this. Do you want or what is who on the team that played defense could do the things that you wanted to see? I mean, yeah, you, you, you sound like my friends I mean, now because that's what they would argue with me, that we didn't have the talent to do anything but what we were doing. And I just felt like that was because talent wasn't being developed. But, again, I've, I've had to kind of shut up over the last few weeks because I've had enough people make good enough arguments to where at least I'm going to explore being objective in reference to this change of defensive philosophy and some of the kids that are coming into campus and, and, and some of the changes that I think we're going to see from this program, from this football team, because so many things will be different going into this August as it was opposed to 12 months you know, prior August last year. Uh, Cam Underwood joining us here on the show. Cam, just before I let you go, man, because I, I, I'm pressed and I want to get Alonzo on as well, I did want to get a clear opinion from you on what's going to be the change of the guard at quarterback, what we had over the last few years, uh, how it sort of tailed off. I feel real bad for Stephen Morris because I think he played real injured all year. I think he tried to suck it up, and I think that, you know, in some cases I think he got a raw deal from the standpoint of people thinking he just wasn't as good as what he really was. We, we expected more, and I think he just tried to play hurt. Uh, your thoughts on what's going to be a quarterback change? This, this program has always had interesting segues from one quarterback to the next, but generally we know right from the beginning if we have a grade on our hands or not. I was wondering if you thought we had a grade on our hands with Ryan Williams. Um, Ryan Williams is not a great. He was a great high school player. Um, full disclosure, I work at Miramar High School. Uh, and I was there when he won state championship for that, the Patriots in 2009. He's a very good player. He has very good accuracy, which you're hearing from all the uh, reports. And I know that the players are – it's a different offense because Stephen Morris didn't throw in between the numbers or in between the hashes last year. But you'll see those routes thrown by Ryan. Uh, more of a timing-based guy does not have the kind of arm that Stephen Morris has because Stephen Morris has a legendary type arm. Um, I think that it's Ryan Williams' job to lose, um, and from everything I'm seeing, I think that he's going to go win it. I am intrigued by the improvement that I'm reading about um, and seeing clips of from Kevin Olsen. 
because it is well known that he is a talented player and did not do what he needed to do as a in his redshirt year. He did not study the right way. He did not practice the right way. He got suspended for the bowl game. Um, all those things, you cannot forget those. But for the week of practice we've had, things have been positive. Me, myself, personally, I think that it's going to be Ryan Williams this year and Brad Kaya next year because I think that kid, from having watched and read and spoken to people both in Florida and in California who saw him play, they say that he has the it factor. He is the missing piece. He is that guy. So that's who I'm really looking for, not in 2014, in 2015 and beyond because he he didn't graduate early, so he's not on campus. And I think it, it, it would be a remarkable task if he were to hit campus in June and be the starting quarterback in August when you have two guys, Ryan Williams, who's been here going into his fourth year, Kevin Olsen going into his second year, and Kaya would have only been here for a month and a half, two months by the time the first snap happened. I think that's too rapid in the session. Stateofview.com's Cam Underwood joining us here on the Amigo Show. You a fan of UM Baseball? We saw they, uh, they got it handed to them last night, 9-2. to two. They're probably getting ready first pitch in just any moment over at uh, over at Hammond Stadium in Fort Myers. Team, I, I'm optimistic about what we're going to see this season, but we see them kind of hit a skid as of late, ranked 25th, but losing to UCF. Hopefully, they can get you know past that tonight. Your thoughts on the baseball team? Um, the baseball team is, is frustrating uh, on a great level. We have literally lost to every single team from the state of Florida that we've played this year and that takes in midweek and weekend games. Yes, we won the series against Florida, but they won one of those games. So every single team from the state of Florida we've lost to. So Stone Cookman, FAU, I mean, uh, well, I mean, take offense if you want to. Those are teams that we should be beating, especially with the talent that we brought in, or the talent that remained on the team from last year. Um, and it's just a comedy of errors. First of all, the pitching started really awesome. Holly Sal's perfect game. Can't get any better than that, literally. Now the pitching cancel those strikes, and when you throw strikes, we're getting shelled. The defense has been terrible all year long, averaging almost two errors a game. And the bats that were good for a time have now gone silent. And we keep playing this National League-style 1980s small ball, but we don't run enough with that. So we're only going station to station on offense. And it's just frustrating. Um, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if this guy is pressing too hard, but David Thompson – he even got a night off yesterday because he's in a slump. Zach Collins, uh, All-American high school player, coming in supposed to be the savior, he's hitting like 100. I mean, like literally three for 40-something or under 100 on the year. Um, and other guys are doing similar things. So it's not just one thing. It's really everything imploding at one time. And I don't see where that's going to turn around. Hey, I hope somebody steps up. I hope they get it together. But these problems keep adding and adding and adding. And we're only ranked 25 because we wear the name Miami on the front of our jersey. If we're any other team in, the, in America, we're not even ranked. And I know it's early. I know that the College World Series is a long ways away. This season is troubling me and could go down the toilet quickly if things don't change. Cam, I appreciate you coming on the program. appreciate you taking a few moments of your day to uh, be my first guest. I appreciate that. Looking forward to talking to you again real soon. And, uh, and again, you know, you're welcome anytime. And certainly uh, I'll probably pop on one of these Sundays with you guys and goof off a little bit. Sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun. Too much fun on a Sunday. Uh, there's no such thing as too much fun, brother, but I appreciate you having me on. And uh, you have a great rest of the show, man. Take care. That's Cam Underwood, stateoftheu.com, one of our premier writers on our website. you got to check out our website, stateoftheu.com. When we come back from break, Start taking some calls. I got calls lined up, Frankie. Is that what's going on here? I got some callies. Okay, look at that. So when we come back from break, uh, we'll start taking some calls. Let's give it again. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. That's the number to call. So we got some texts as well. Our text nine five four eight zero zero five zero two two. So we'll come back from break. The Amigo Show here on BlogTalkRadio.com. You're listening to The Amigo Show with Larry, The Amigo Million, on Blog Talk Radio.
The Amigo Show back on the airwaves three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. Getting used to this. Let's give out some Twitter handles. And it's a little different for me to do it this way. I got myself a nice little professional type microphone. We're trying to get it implemented the right way, and obviously I had to go with Plan B. So it looks pretty, but I won't be able to use the pretty mic until next week. But uh, but certainly, hopefully, I sound good to you out there, and uh, we're going to continue to take some calls. We'll go ahead and get a. I'm going to want to take this call, I'm being told already. All right, so let's go out to the phone lines. We've got Abel in Miami. You're on the Amigo Show. What's up, Abel? Hey, my Amigo Larry. What's up, buddy? <laughs> man, you're sounding great. Thank you, Abel. Thank you very much. How are you, man? Oh, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's already a better day that I get to talk. First of all, I call in, and I get to talk to the legend himself, Frank the Tank. And then on top of that, I get to add a bonus. I get to talk to the great one. I mean, come on, man. How can when it's already Wednesday? I mean, everything's going. Spring practice. We're only 23 days away from spring football. The spring game at Sunlight Stadium, 6 p.m. Hearing great things about Ryan Williams battling it out with Kevin Olsen. We have some competition at the quarterback position. I see Cody doing his thing. Artie Byrne talking about how he wants a starting position. He's going to fight for it. I mean, what else is not great, Larry? Talk to me, Larry. Dude, you just you just pumped me up. I mean, I think you need this hour from 6 to 7 on Wednesday. Here. I was talking, Abel. I don't know how much you heard my first part of the show because, like, you know, being on the air for the last 10 years, I have to be careful if you go too far to one side or you're a shill, you're a homer, oh, you're a big Kane fan, no objectivity, amigo. And now it's like I'll give out the number if you don't like what I'm saying, 347-857-3419, and I'm going to be a homer. On Wednesdays from 6 to 7, you're right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to talk about the Canes. I'm going to tell you what's good about the Canes. I don't want to really hear what's bad about the Canes. Oh, I won't fight with you. I'll use objectivity. I won't fight with you. But but certainly I'm just excited about that opportunity, and I think that you, you bring it you bring it full circle. There's so many things that were wrong over the last couple of years, especially 12 months ago we didn't know what the heck was going on. And today exactly. the program's in a better place. It's in a better place. Three years ago, at this time, Al Golden was coming into his, his first year not knowing what's going on, the excitement over at Lockhart Stadium for the first spring game. I remember, you know, the team looked great, Decoy Harris, and three months later, we get hit with that shocker of, of the whole NCAA, and from that day on, everything completely has changed. And to talk about it, I mean, let's, let's look. One year ago, at this time, we have many questions. We had many questions, but we had, you know, the defense, this and that, and what's going to happen with the NCAA. And we had supposedly, in quotation marks, a bad recruiting years, according to all the experts, because we didn't get any South Florida kids. But, I mean, we haven't talked about it, Larry. We haven't talked about the great recruiting class that Al Golden brought in, the top ten class. I mean, yeah, people are quick to respond and say, oh, well, we missed out on this kid. But why don't, we, why don't we talk about the good kids that we got, the kids that want to be Miami Hurricanes, the kids that came out there and they signed, they faxed in. Our quarterback, Brad Kaya, faxed in his letter at 4 a.m. California time. What, how does that not pump you up, or how can you have some negativity for this, Larry? Yeah, and that's what baffles me. And we do have a, a bunch of folks able that get a little negative. I'm going to let you run, bro. I appreciate you calling right, the show, Larry. kid. Keep listening in, Papa. I'm going to keep listening every every Wednesday at 6 p.m. here on Block Talk Radio, Larry. Love you, bro. Thanks for calling in, man. All right, bro. Take care, Frankie. <laughs> He's giving you love. He's giving you love. 347-857-3419. Um, okay, so I think I buttoned one time too many. You got me? All right, I'll, I'll stop pressing buttons. When you get old, you press buttons. Is this the right way to do it? I'm fine, brother. I'm fine. But I had to get that off my chest because it's just too many months of hearing people be negative, and I was like, well, gosh, almighty, like, there's so much to be positive about. There's so much to be positive about. Why in the world did you get all worked up like this? This this recruit, that recruit. Oh, the world is coming to an end. The plight, the misery. And I don't get it. I mean, did we forget six and six? Did we? I mean, did we, did we forget the lean years? I mean, I, I just what I'm trying to convey as a message, guys, is if we're gonna if we're gonna back up this program, we're gonna listen to programs like mine. 
okay, and we're going to talk about the Canes, we're going to support the Canes, and, and find every which way but Tuesday to make sure that we are part of the family, that is, the Canes family, all right? Why, why are we going to cloud it with negativity? Why are we going to cloud it with something that even it's, and hear me out, even its residual effect is negative. So, okay, you, you say, you go on Twitter, and, and I got corrected by somebody uh, a few months ago, and I got a little mad about something. I went on Twitter, and, and I got corrected. You're conveying a negative stat, uh, a stance on something, and it creates a negative environment because people listen to what you have to say. I don't know how much people listen to what I have to say, but the bottom line is you, you throw something out there that's negative about the program, and it resonates. And there's enough of that nonsense going on everywhere else. People who think that what we did in the 80s and the 90s was all flash in the pan stuff. As Canes fans, I think we want to see that be a little different. Am I right? So keeping positive to me, I think, was one of the big themes in today's show. Is let's, let's take this show as a forum one hour every week to talk positively about the program, about the football program. I'll tell you, when Alonzo comes on, that's what's going to happen. We're going to talk positively about this football program. Three four seven eight five seven three four one nine. That's the number to give us a call here on the Amigo Show. Um, we were spoiled last year. Uh, this is a little sidebar before we get Alonzo on. We were spoiled last year with something that I don't think we ever expected we were going to see happen, which is the basketball team winning an ACC championship before the football team. I just I, I, that baffled me to no end <laughs> because that was something that wasn't expected. And we knew that there was uh, good timing, some luck, and some great play involved. And we knew that there was something that was going to be hard for Larry Naga to, to repeat. We knew that. We knew that it wasn't going to be just a fee, you know, just woohoo, very easy, no problem. Yay, yay, yay. We knew that that wasn't going to be the case. So we were a little spoiled. And I missed that. I, I didn't think I'd miss it. I thought I, I was appreciating it. I thought that, you know, it would be something that, hey, you know, and I understood that it was just that one time. We had that one moment. And, that, and yet this year they played 500, went to a couple basketball games. I enjoyed watching them on TV, but it wasn't the same. Was that the lack of Shane Larkin on this team? Was he real, the real spark plug? Was it the combination of the guys uh, that played alongside of Larkin? Was it really Larkin was that good? And I'm not going to have time to bring this up. And you know what's unfortunate is next week, it may not even be relevant to the conversation. It may not be relevant now, but you, you got Rick Barry, and then after that, Shane Larkin, the next greatest Hurricane basketball player of all time. I mean, it's just the most incredible thing I've ever seen. So I almost missed what was going on last year this time. It's not Duke. We don't have the tradition of Duke here in basketball, but I certainly miss what we enjoyed last year, and it's just a shame that that it's not here this year. I'll tell you what's here right now. I've been promising for a while. Sky, uh, when you talk about legendary Hurricane players, uh, you ever saw the movie The U? You, you saw this guy was one of the true badasses of the program back in the day. And I could tell you, hanging out with him a few months ago, the man is still a badass. He works for the Green Bay Packers. He heads up all their scouting over there. They're a pretty good football team, so I think he knows talent when he sees it. But he's one of the most vocal advocates, uh, vocal alumni, and one of the best friends you could possibly have, and that is former Canes great. You'll always be great in my eyes. Alonzo Highsmith here on the Amigo Show. What's up, Alonzo? How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. What's going on today? We're doing good, Alonzo. It's great to have you on the program. I'm real happy that you were able to take a few minutes out of your schedule to come join us. And it's been a while since I've been able to do this, which is talk on an airwave where more than two people are listening and, uh, yeah. and, and talk to you a little bit about our hurricane. So, you know, before I could even go into how happy I am that there's no more sanctions, that this program looks like it's going in a great direction, wanted to ask you how A.J. was doing, and I know that now there's going to be another – transition in his life and it was great to have him wear the orange and green how is he doing man well you know what i think he's doing great you know he's already got his degree he'll have his masters and uh in may and you know like every young man he wants to play pro football but he he's very real he's very realistic with himself just as i'm realistic with my life and where i've been in, in life and as a father i couldn't be more proud of him as a son um 
you know, he'll graduate from Miami. I graduated from Miami. His, uh, my wife graduated from Miami. Her brothers graduated from Miami. And uh, he had an opportunity to play the game he loved and be a part of the hurricane history. And he, now he moves on with his life. And, I'm, I, you know, I'm not, you know, yeah, you know what? Pro football is the end of all in things, and um, he understands that he may he's going to go on in a different direction of life, whether it's coaching. Um, because of my ties and the people I know and coaches have, it's amazing that the coaches that I know, who've known him since he's a since he's a kid, have reached out to him saying, hey, "If you want to come work with me, you're welcome to come work with me." And, all that kind of stuff. So I'm not worried about him. He'll be fine. Are you worried about our program? I was alluding to it during the show, Alonzo, how a lot of Canes fans have become negative Nellies. I remember once upon a time, and obviously winning will get you real confident, but once mm-hmm. upon a time, even when we didn't win, uh, when we come up a few, uh, you know, a few minutes short of a championship or a few inches short of a championship, mm-hmm. um, we still had that swag. And amongst the fans, they're not coming out to the games. They're not confident. Every little nitpicky move, whether this recruit was wearing an FSU hat three days before an SD day or, like, just the little nitpicky things that I never thought I would hear Canes fans complain and argue about, and they're sitting around complaining and arguing about it. And I, and I guess my question to you is, is there something to be negative about, or are you on my boat with this where this program has turned the corner and now we're going to see bigger and better things and it's not about the you being back but it's about the direction mm-hmm. being back and I wanted your thoughts on that well you know what I, I think the direction of the program is definitely headed in the right direction um, with all these sanctions gone I, I think that cloud is over our head it is it's past us now we're, we're seeing clear blue skies Birds are flying in the air again. Um, the winds are calm. I, I, I think it, I think there's a time for us to soar now and regain some presence again because we've had this we've had this um, this NCA thing held over our head for the last three or four years and bowl sanctions. It, it hurts you in recruiting. It hurts you in every aspect of your program. But it's all gone now, and I, I think we can put all that behind us, look towards the future, and build for a brighter day now. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things I think we need to do, and, I'm, and I've always said this about the Miami program, and, you know, you get all these new people coming in, you got compliance people, this, you got this person, that. And, and always remember this. I didn't bring Nevis Shapiro into the program. The former players didn't bring Nevin Shapiro into the program. You know, um, Sam Shields and all these former players who have great pride about the program, don't run scared from us. You know, we we believe in the University of Miami. We want Miami to succeed. But I've always said this about the University of Miami program. Compared to the LSUs, the, the Alabamas and all these type of programs. If you want to go to a school for the pageantry of college football, you play in front of 90,000 people and you're one of thousands of players that played at Alabama or Texas and LSU, you don't go to University of Miami. What brought the attention, why players wanted to come to the University of Miami was a special camaraderie, national championships, and a good education. That you know, education's always first. But players who came to Miami came to Miami for the camaraderie. They, there's you know how many coaches have told me, Hey Alonzo, how do you get your former how do you get your former players to come back? How do you guys do that? Because if you strip away the camaraderie and you strip away all those little things that made Miami great, we don't have much to offer. Yeah, I remember the old joke about that you guys would put, they would put out the, the old crane with a big old pile of sand next to the Heck Center, and when they'd bring in new recruits, they'd tell them, look, this is where we're going to break ground for the new set, and they spent like 20 years doing the same thing over and over again. It really yeah. wasn't the top-notch facilities like some of the major programs, but you're right, no, you there was something special there. There was something special about this program, and when you start taking that away from this program, 
and 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 you take that and you strip it down. We're no different than forty five other schools in the nation. You know, we've got to bring the swagger back to Miami, not in a way that 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 gets people in trouble and that, but you know, guys like Sam Shields and all these guys who are young millionaires now want to come back to school. If they want to stand on the sidelines to a game, let those guys stand on the sideline. Every other school in the nation does it. Our players, when when I played college football, it was a rite of passage at Miami at one time. Then it got out of control and all that kind of stuff. And, and I don't mean I don't want to stand on the sideline anymore. I'm too old for that stuff. I could care less about standing on the sideline. <laughs> but, you know, these young guys who who who've come from Miami Italy, it was a great sign for these guys to be on the sideline supporting their school and, and uh, you know, giving encouragement to our players. That's what made Miami Miami. You know, when, when you strip that away, we don't have much. Alonzo Heinsmith joins us here on the Amigo Show. Before I let you go, my friend, how do we get the fans back out? Not just to come watch the FSU game, which will draw many, yeah. many Drunk you know kids what? and you know, <laughs> just people that are come out and party and have a good time. I I want to know how they come out for all the home dates and how do they start supporting this program the way the program deserves to be supported. You, you know what? We didn't fill up the Orange Bowl either until you know until until Miami is just that type of city. You know they, they don't my, Miami fans don't go to see the Miami Heat game unless it's a big game. They don't go to see the Dolphins fans game unless it's a big game. It's there's a lot to do with Miami. It's an international. But, but Alonzo, I'm going to call you out on that, man, because I can remember a, a brisk Saturday afternoon. You were probably a junior. Yes, this is the day I met you at the Orange Bowl. I think you guys were playing Cincinnati or something. You may have been a sophomore. I don't oh, remember. There might have been 40,000 at that game. But the 40,000, we don't get 40,000 right now. That's, I think that's my part. In a city that's half, that was half as full then as it is now, and we can't get as many fans to these games for some reason. And I understand that winning does do that from time to time. But, like, I mean, how do you get folks who, you know, they wear it on their cars, they wear it on their hats, they wear it on their shirts, they flash it up everywhere. I can't go to Disney World wearing cane stuff because I spend my entire walk through Disney World with my hands in the air flashing news everywhere. You know, but yet I can't get those people to come to one game a year. I, I, that's what I don't understand. Well, you know, it, it's it, it's hard. <clears throat> you know, and, and you know, you know, the most amazing thing is, is that Miami is the school people hate or love all across the United States. It's always amazing to me when I visit colleges, successful colleges, colleges that are playing in the BCS games, all this kind of stuff. When people come to me and say, "Hey, what's going on in Miami? What's going?" Miami's like the Yankees. You know they, you know you got a segment of the population that hates them. You got a segment of the population that loves them. But when you're a hurricane, what, what separates Miami from a lot of the schools across the nation? When you're in all American Alabama, you, you know you're in Alabama. No one, you're in Tuscaloosa. No one really cares or knows about you. But when you're in all American in Miami, you become a national. Star. Everyone in America knows you because Miami's that type of city. You know, from New York to New Jersey, the East Coast, people look at Miami, and and that's that's always been the special attraction to Miami. You think Jimmy's responsible for bringing that? Because we always talk about how Howard built it, how he mm-hmm. talked about the uh, you know put a fence around the Tri County area, mm-hmm. and. You know, obviously the state of the U. I mean, this is what our website is called. <laughs> so obviously you're very aware of that. But but certainly we know that he was the, the, the visionary. But carrying it out to that level, to that level of swag, to that level of, hey, you come here for this reason, is that something yeah. Jimmy Johnson brought to the program? Yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, Jimmy Johnson brought that part of it, the, the, the swagger, the speed, um, Jimmy Jimmy brought in speed and playing the game faster, and um, I think Schnellenberger was a genius. I think Jimmy was a genius and continued doing what he was doing. And, and the best thing, the two, the things that 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 don't get discussed about Jimmy and Howard was they were excellent evaluators of talent. That's that's where you make 
or break your program, the ability to evaluate. That's, you know, and I've always said this, you know, we still have to fix our fence around Miami because as I sit in this draft room and we go over every kid that comes out in the nation as a, that's eligible for the NFL draft, I'm looking at too many good football players from Miami that aren't at Miami. We're still we still got to fix those little holes and cracks and evaluate those kids to make sure we don't lose kids who are first, second, and third-round draft picks who are right from Homestead to, you know, other parts of the city that should be going to Miami. We can't lose those type of kids. Those are the type of kids we used to get, and we have to get those kids back. We have to evaluate. And evaluation will determine the direction of your program. Alonzo Highsmith here on the Amigo Show. It goes beyond common sense, though, because people will tell you common sense, the weather, South Florida, kids play football 12 months mm-hmm. a year or 10 months a year, whatever you want to call it. But there's something about down here, the brand of football, that leaves mm-hmm. something to be say, said for how these kids develop and not just go to Miami and excel, but then they'll go to other programs, like you said, and we do have to patch up that fence and keep them here. But they're going elsewhere, and they're becoming stars. Uh, that's, there's something to be said for that as well. Do you think it's more just the elements of being a tropical environment, or do you think it's because South Florida has literally become the football hub of the country? Well, I, I think it's a little of both. Um, you've got the weather here. You've got, you know, the Miami Heat, LeBron James. You, Miami's an international city. You've got, the, you've got the models. You've got music entertainers. You've got everything down here. So this Miami attracts it attracts a lot of people. And, 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 and if you want to be part of that, you, well, you better be in Miami. Alonzo, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk Hurricanes football with you. Um, Jim Kelly is always in our prayers, and obviously as of late we've heard some news. And, oh, yeah, certainly... definitely. And you, know what, and you know what I've always wanted to say? The only thing I was mad about the 30 for 30, the only thing I didn't like about it where it made, you know, kind of like celebrities of all the people from the 80s. I didn't think they gave credit due to the guys from 1980 to 1983, the guys that really laid it on the line and built this program. I think that I was a beneficiary of what railroad tracks they laid, and we were able to ride off into the sunset with national championships and that kind of stuff. And I remember my junior year in high school going out to watch spring practice and seeing what those guys went through with Howard Schellenberg, I was like, you got to be kidding me. They practiced so long that we went to Denny's and ate, me and my dad, came back, and they were still practicing. We didn't go to eat Denny's till 4, till 4.30, because I had to say they wanted me to meet the coaches, and so I was a junior in high school. And to watch that, I said, it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. They were running and running and running. It was 6.30 when practice ended. You know, those guys don't get enough credit. And, yes, you know, they – and people forget, if it hadn't been for Jim Kelly separating his shoulder, they probably might have won a national championship before the 1983 team. That That's an interesting point indeed. Alonzo, love – Love you, brother. I appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to do this again in a couple of weeks. Alonzo Highsmith, uh, he works for the Green Bay Packers. We know him as a hurricane great. Thank you so much for coming on the Amigo Show, man. You're welcome. Take care. Take care, buddy. So you're going to get the hang up on that one, and uh, we're going to wrap things up here on Blog Talk Radio backslash State of the U. I guess that's uh, that's what our uh, that's what our handle is. I want to give a shout-out to Cam Underwood for coming on the program. I want to thank him for joining us for a few minutes to talk a little bit about State of the U. And, of course, our last guest, Alonzo Highsmith, for coming on the program next week. I'm going to try to get Billy Corbin because now I want to ask him about what Alonzo just said, see what he's been up to as well. Try to get some former players on here as well. And we're going to do this every Wednesday from 6 to 7. i got some more stuff up my sleeve, guys. Expect the unexpected. That's my hashtag on Twitter lately. Check me out at the Amigo, at the Amigo Show. Shout out to my producer, Frank the Tank. You can catch him on Twitter, at Frank, D-A-Tank 305. Want to thank the folks at stateofthe for letting this be a reality. 
Until next Wednesday, Kane fans. It's all about the you. See ya. Oh, no.